It's not naive. It's a choice to be like, I see the world this way. I see my life this way. I see my existence this way. I am safe. I am taken care of. I can have whatever I want whenever I want it. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay too. It's just, it's a choice. You can drive yourself insane or you can enjoy your life. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Whether you're looking to laugh or looking for advice and inspiration, we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for finding us. Join our group on Facebook. It's a secret Facebook group, a closed group where we have meaningful, funny, inspiring conversations. Um, We would love to have you search us on Facebook. And if you're in the LA area, we are having a Sex, Love, and Other Things event on October 14th. Uh, Our guest today, Sophie Jaffe, will be one of the speakers. We are so excited to have her. Tickets are found on our website. You can go on, purchase them, and you'll be all set. It is selling out quite quickly. So hop on that. We would love to see you. All right. So a little bit about Sophie before we jump in. Uh, Sophie is an LA-based health and wellness expert. She is certified as a raw food chef and yoga teacher, and she founded the company and wellness brand Philosophy, which is a brand that has a goal of making it easier, more inspiring, and more delicious to attain optimal health and radiant wellness. If you haven't checked out Philosophy products, please do. I'm obsessed with them. Uh, Krista and I use them in our smoothies, etc. But listen, this conversation, you know, we didn't really plan on going where we went and we were so happy we did. Sophie was so generous, open about her story, especially her journey with her husband. They have a beautiful, beautiful relationship now, but it hasn't always been easy. And she really just opened up. This girl is real to the bone. Like the second she walked in the room, it was like, ugh sister from another life. Krista and I were just like, we could have talked to her for five hours, no joke. So hop in this conversation, let us know what you think, ask us questions, join the group. Sophie is amazing. If you can come to our event, October 14th, Saturday, 4 to 7 p.m. at Sage Wellness on Abikini in Venice, California. We would love to have you there. All right, guys, before we hop in, just a quick word from our sponsor.
This is amazing. Can we just... <laughs> Let's do a little replay. <laughs> replay of what, replay of, of what brought us to this place. Uh, okay, go. You, okay, you, okay. <laughs> so, Lindsay and I have been having a week. It's been a delight. It's been a true delight of a week. <laughs> We've been searching for a studio for like four days. Our current studio, we... They're sound is messed up. The doors are locked. It's closed. We're like, it's just, they're, we're just, it's not working for us anymore. So we've had to cancel interviews as they happen multiple times. We recorded one podcast. It was completely like back sound. It was terrible. And so Lindsay's been driving around all of LA trying to find new studios for our interview. And especially we were like, Sophie's coming on this week. We need to get a studio. Like our butts got tighter and tighter. We were like, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, we're like, we day need, is coming. We need a studio. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Uh, they're like 500 in an hour. We're like, let's pay it. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. But we're here at Forward Productions and it's, mm-hmm. we're freaking vibing, man. We're vibing. Well, this isn't, our story isn't that. <sighs> Sorry, go ahead. So look, <laughs> Location changes from our previous studio to the new studio. So we email Sophie and Taylor, her amazing assistant. Everything. Everything. Her amazing. All the things. Yeah. Amazing partner. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she, we don't update the invite because like, you know, who would, who would update an invite? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Are you employed? Literally, I know. And so it's, Sophie, thank God. Thank God. Is a little... Well, I truly think her... I prayed in, on the way. Her I intuition. I held two crystals in both hands and prayed we on like, the way. We messaged you on Instagram, so you'll see some messages yeah, on you'll Instagram. Yeah, see probably a hundred. There's like... Te- few emails. There's tears in the messages. Is there? No, but like I should have. <laughs> I know. Oh so anyway, she's here. We're she's here. here. We're here. We're so happy. Um, we're so We're grateful. almost through the Mercury rec- retrograde. <laughs> so everyone... Please meet Sophie Chaff. <laughs> I wish we had like applause. Sound effects? Yeah. Do we got those yet? Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> My husband missed his flight yesterday. Actually, Where was wait, he going? He's just going to a conference in okay. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole long story. But yesterday he missed his flight and he texts me. He's like, don't worry. I got another flight. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're fucking Mercury. I'm like, wait, it's mine now? Yeah, you're like, yeah, it's you, like you and your Mercury. Like, it's affecting you. It's yeah, not like, my, it doesn't, wait, <laughs> it's my Mercury now. We're like, what? What does Mercury retrograde mean? I mean, it's basically the way know. that the planets are aligned and that it, that when Mercury is not in line with the planets the way it's supposed to be, that, mm-hmm. it, that they, when they go into retrograde, when they go like behind the main, like behind... It's like a whole thing. We're not going to go into that. But basically, it throws everything into whack. It makes you... You shouldn't be doing main... You shouldn't sign contracts. You shouldn't go into agreements with people. You shouldn't really travel or book tickets or all the things that... Anything technological Mm kind of goes out of whack. These things are also coincidences sometimes, of course. And so I'm not a full believer in all of these things. But I do think that if you counter in astrology and you... Just like anything, you can... Take everything with a grain of salt, but as long the more information you know, the better equipped you are to handle the world. So the more that you know about yourself and the planets and when you were born and this and that, the better you'll be to handle the world. And I think, sure, Mercury can affect things. Like if you can wait a week to sign a contract, do it. Yeah. If you cannot change your flight, do it. Like if you can avoid those things, great. But if not, if you're excited about something and you, it's been in the works for a while, like. Live your life. Yeah. I think ours is pushing us to like 
to do something different. Yeah, I think and it's that's the thing. Us. You can look at it, it as a negative thing or a positive. Yeah, thing. it's like pushing us to make, make change, get better. Yeah, just shit all around. Yeah, like yeah. shit get better, goes get down, tighter. and then you. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, to be honest, I learn lessons by fucking up. Yeah. I don't. Whoop. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't learn like I don't positive reinforcement doesn't phase me yeah, I need to feel same. terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like negatively reinforcement it makes me like change fall hard fall, fall hard. hard exactly mm-hmm. exactly okay mm-hmm. so we're just we're so excited to have you here so excited health and wellness expert uh, brand maker brand maker mama raw food certified poet. raw food chef poet like shaman in your own right i mean the words you write on instagram are so mm. beautiful thank you have you always been a writer how long does it so. take you to do them i mean those i usually don't overthink and yeah. i just kind of spew them mm. do you write them in notes first i don't normally yeah not those yeah. not the ones you're talking about yeah i mean they're insane thank you like, you guys have to check out her Instagram. You recently changed it. It's just your name. Mm-hmm. Sophie.jaffe. Yeah, Sophie.jaffe. And her captions, just like, they blow me away. Thank you. And honestly, too, it's difficult to, or I find it difficult. I think this is personal. I won't say that for you to say inspirational things and have it be received as not preachy. Oh, yeah. And not be corny. Yeah. But yours is so real. And I think if you're coming from the heart. It's yeah. Like, you can't, you're not preachy if you're coming from the heart. It's always at the right time. Like, it's awesome. amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You never really know who's yeah. reading yeah. what. Well, people are reading it and they're receiving it. Yeah. Like, don't worry about that. Um, so when you introduce yourself to people, like, what do you say? Like, what's your... Let's take it back a little bit. Yeah. I think it just depends who I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have like my elevator pitch down. I'm mm-hmm. horrible at that. I'm like, let's just talk over like wine and like I'll yeah, explain like, who I, I am. Know. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. complicated. Yeah. Check my IG. Yeah. What yeah, did you think? I mean, I think I, yeah, it depends again who I'm talking to. Like yeah. I would say mom first and foremost and wife. Mm. For sure, mom and wife. I have two little boys, five and almost seven. Mm. And I've been married. I've, well, I've been with my husband for 13 years. So we've had lots of iterations Mm -hmm. and relationships. And I like, that's one of my most, I'm so proud of our relationship Mm. and how far we've come and what we've been through. We've been through hell and back. And um, I don't know if you've read any of those articles. Yeah. Yeah, But I'd love to Mm -hmm. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So though, I mean, that's, that's the most, those two things are like, that's who I am. But then what do I do every day and what lights me up and what keeps me inspired is raw foods and superfoods and yoga and moving my body and helping people. And yeah, so I have a a superfood company called Philosophy and it's created it about 10 years ago Um, out of my kitchen. I was just kind of frustrated with where I was working at the time. I was working at a juice bar in Hollywood and, um, you know, working with lots of A-list celebrities and working with huge people in the industry, but just wasn't being paid enough, wasn't fulfilled, wasn't appreciated enough. And even in my like early 20s, I was like, this is bullshit. Like I'm working 90 hour weeks and like sleeping on the floor, like with my cot, not really, but you know, yeah, it's not, like, like one hour live, of work is one juice for them. <laughs> yeah. I live here. Like this it's sucks. ridiculous. And like, just ridiculous. So um, I was like, I, I know that I'm worthy of more than this. And even if I don't make more money, which I definitely didn't, <laughs> I would still be in control of my own shit every day. So I broke off and 
I didn't even know an entrepreneur it was then. I just was like, okay, well, I'll just like start my own thing out of my kitchen. So then I started making raw food cleanses for people out of my kitchen and that grew into my neighbor's kitchen. And then her refrigerator was stocked with all of my crazy smoothie stuff and all these cleanses for people all over the city. And then from there, I rented a commercial kitchen space five minutes from here on Robertson. And... Then I was like making food for Air One before Air One even had a to go sec- like to go section. I was like making all that Damn, stuff. That's and, OG. Yeah, just that totally OG. OG. Like, Air One. Yeah, like seven years ago. No, maybe more. I than heard that. they got bought. Did they? Yeah. Maybe that's why they're expanding. Yep. like this. I heard they got bought by someone, and that's why they're expanding so much. That's great. I remember when they got bought by this Asian couple like eight years ago, and okay. that. And they made a bunch of changes, but maybe since then again, mm-hmm. and that's why they're expanding. I don't know. But I mean, they're great. They started the like movement, you know, they've been around for like 40 years, but so I started making food for them, dropping it off three days a week. And then um, my publicist gave, like, I couldn't even pay myself, but I had a publicist at the time. Like, I just, like, there's certain things I just was <laughs> like, love this, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have a publicist. And, How'd like, you do that? I don't know. And she just was awesome and really? believed in me. And like, I don't think I would have been like, I need a publicist, but she came to me and was like, oh, I see something. Cool. So yeah. And Are she still friends? Super close friends still. And love she's that. amazing. And we still work together. Um, so... Yeah, so she gave one of my cleanses to Stacey Keebler. Mm-hmm. And then and that's when she was dating George Clooney. So Stacey called me and she was like, Yeah, I was just wondering if you're if you're a chef, like if you would chef for us. I'm like, Yeah. Like I'd never done that in my life. Wow. And I'd only made cleanses. That's they could tell all you I had it. done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. And Straight face and like roll <laughs> up George Clooney. Yeah, roll up to George okay. Clooney's house. My business partner and I at the time. What do you wear? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're like, like wearing a tuxedo. Trying so hard. Hello. To be, <laughs> trying so hard to be cute and normal and like not dry it's too hard because I'm so cool and I've done this so many what times. What was his house like? <laughs> He's super mellow. Like he lives in Studio City. Really? He lives right by Fryman. Huh. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's super. Like, Love. Yeah. I love him yeah. so much. Yeah, he's so grounded and so down to earth and like super political, which is so hot. I love like, that. Super so liberal. Agree. Yeah, we'd like sit at his kitchen. He would just like talk about politics with me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. You. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but only for that reason. Right? Not because you're George Clooney. Totally. <laughs> only for that reason. You're like, oh, he's so left wing. Yeah. Oh. So true. Uh, yeah. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I worked for him for eight months and. Damn. Yeah, like three days a week. Juice bar to Clooney. Yeah, How yeah, long? Yeah. I mean, even at the juice bar, though, I was working with tons of celebrities. It's like not a big deal. Like, it's yeah. not like I was like feeding Gerard Butler with like this dropper. Like, he's like this huge man and he'd like be doing these cleanses and like be cheating and like go get Jack in the Box. And I'd go up to his room and see like Jack in the Box rappers like in his trash can. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, shut up. You're making me feed you like a baby kitten and like oh my you're God. cheating. He's like, Arr. yeah, he's like, Arr. <laughs> he's like, sorry. He's like, let's go watch Animal what's, what's the like what's oh the movie God. he did? The oh um oh, he's no, like, no country for old men. No, the like <laughs> Is that it? You know the war one? Yeah, 300, 300. thank you. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Literally, he's like, you never of Goodbye. Never mind. Were you thinking of Javier Bardem? Yes. Damn. I mean, I I get it. Thank you. I got it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, you've never seen it? Like, no. What is the 300 quote? 
<laughs> Do you know, what's the 300 quote? Do you know? Like, what's the quote from the movie? It's like, is there one? We're talking to our engineer. We will right fight. <laughs> That's probably it. This is Sparta. That's what it is. I've still not ever seen it. Same. Same. Obviously yeah, not. I've seen like, the memes. last thing I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we don't need uh, it. Anyway. So feeding Gerard anyway, Butler like Feeding a him like a kitten. He made me do like, before this was cool, he made me sit and like do silent, like stare at each other for three minutes, like in his front yard. He's like, this is what I did in India. I was like, cool. And you had to do it with him? Like, I was 21. Was he hitting like, I didn't on you? Know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you like, married at the I time? I was engaged. Okay. And he knew. Okay. And he'd like, I'd be like walking up the stairs and like hit my ass. I'm like, you're a fucking oh, really? asshole. Really? Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. see that. I'd be like, oh. I'm leaving if you touch my body again. Like, mm. you're disrespectful. Totally. Oh, yeah. Wow. At 20, I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, run up to his yeah. bed. Literally. I'm out of here. Yeah, like, if he doesn't do it next time, it's like, maybe I look ugly Wait. this time. Like, mm, what are the choices? Yeah. I could leave. You, like, wear, like, a thong, like, outside of your pants on the way out the stairs. <laughs> Don't touch. Yeah. Just look. <laughs> no, he was kind of gross to me. I mean, like, he's yeah, hot he's on, on paper. He's hot, but yeah. he's not. Like, George... Hot. Hot. Smart. Respectful. Smart. smart. Yeah. Left wing. Left wing. So wait, <laughs> where did this come from? Like what in mm-hmm. your upbringing, how you grew up, you know, gave you kind of like the no bullshit confidence yeah, to yeah. fucking like one, leave leave the juicery and like start your own business, not knowing how to do it, but doing it anyway. Just like following that instinct that that pulled to something that you knew you knew that you could do. But where does that come from? I guess my parents, yeah. I, I, my dad has a very entrepreneurial. They, my both my parents have the entrepreneurial spirit. My stepmom too has her own company. She mm. like quit first year of college from Boston, drove her little car across the country, like twenty twenty one, whatever. Quit freshman year, so I guess like nineteen. And I think I've just always been told I can do anything. Like, you know, I, you're so beautiful. You can be anything. You can just. There was never anything negative told to me. It was just like, of course you can. And that's how they live their life. It was just like, do whatever you want. Like you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And they're really liberal and they really help everyone. And they really, you know, it's, they, I grew up like being told to ask questions and challenge things. And it's definitely stuck with me. It's, yeah. Yeah. I ne- I've never thought like, oh, I wonder if. I could do this. It's just like, do I want to, do I want to, mm. you know? Oh, that's like skips so many yeah. wasteful steps. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like people don't get to that step of like, well, do I want to do this? Like people yeah. are so stuck in the like, okay, well I have to cause, you know, everyone else is doing it or my parents told me to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like questioning or, themselves. Like, yeah. could I though? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, you can just do it. And then great. how are you applying that to your kids now? I mean, I think they're still pretty young, but mm-hmm. whatever they want, whenever they want it, pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. if they want it, like, my son's first, like, his outfit to school two days ago, his first day of first grade, was pink and black spotted pants, one glove, because he was like, I need one glove like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> same. A, a t- same. And a top knot. Oh, like, that was yes. his. And I, like, can't have your phone on his campus because it's a Waldorf school. Do you know Waldorf? Wait, yes. Tell mm-hmm. us yeah, about that. It's like that, all though. like super about nature. Yeah, it's like, it's a magnet school. Or it's is a, it? This is a charter school. Charter school. Yeah, so it's a charter. Most Waldorf schools are private and really expensive. And this is in Culver City. It's free and it's a charter school and it's 
like full of magicians. Wait, yeah. What? How did you get him in? I applied. I yeah. And they because you're rad, so that's how he got in. No, because I just believed that yeah. nothing would stop me. Like, Love that. And it's interesting. Mm. Like I had there, it was really interesting to see Ew. watch this thing unfold. Because I've heard, you know, you hear little buzzes of something. So I was like, oh, there's this place where it's free. Like I had been Googling specific Waldorf schools in LA since they were in utero. Like they were in my body and I'm like searching for Waldorf schools. I'm like, okay, $25,000. Okay, yeah, we can handle that. Or like at our one bedroom apartment in like the ghetto. Like, no, we can, yeah, we got this. And my husband's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And through like even his we went to the kindergarten walkthrough we were living in the valley at the time like we found a great school out there for them for two years and we're at his kindergarten orientation at the local public school that's great super academic and I'm bawling the entire mm-hmm. like we're in the <laughs> I'm just bawling and Adi's like you're being really rude like you need to leave so yes. I left the room and I, I called the Waldorf school I left the room and called the Waldorf school like this other one I'm like we need to come in for a were you crying or, like I was when psycho yeah we're not cleaned it up I cleaned up my act but I was like I we need to come in and like mm-hmm. I was really trying to manifest it but only at that point when I experienced what the other was, but I was like, Mm-mm. and then really soon after I heard about this school mm. here, which was at that time, almost an hour away from where we were living. And I came and I applied. They were like, okay, it's a charter. You don't pay for it, but you have to get accepted. It's a lottery. So I went in, we did a walkthrough and I was like, we're, I was like, this is happening. Yeah. And we applied and that was it. And I didn't know, I didn't like check in. I didn't anything. And then they called me that summer and they're like, we're opening another kindergarten. Do you, does Kai want in? I'm like, yep. And we were living in the valley, like an hour away. Yeah. As the Calabasas practically. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, we're we're moving. And another friend who's also a yoga teacher who I, she wasn't my friend, but she's Mm -hmm. one of the moms in class. And I used to see like 10 years ago, I went to her classes at Power Yoga in Santa Monica. She's like, Mm. love her. And that was like another sign that I was like, okay, of course she's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she called every single day. She's like, I know why we got in because I called every single day. And I like didn't say anything, but I never called. Like you can push mm-hmm. and push and push and push and push and push. And like mm-hmm. you might get, like, there's only so much we can control, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can keep obsessively thinking about something and letting it like take over your life and making all, like, I did the same thing. I just didn't, I did the opposite and I still got the same result. Yeah. You know, like I just let it be. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's interesting to see like how things unfold and that y- you can just trust the system. And if we wouldn't have gotten in that year, we would have figured it out and we would have been okay. And I know that. And I think that's another thing is that I feel safe always. I have an mm-hmm. undertone of like, I am held and I am safe. And that's definitely my parents. Like, even though I moved every year from second grade to ninth grade, and even though my parents divorced when I was eight, like, I always felt safe. And that gives you a really strong Mm. sense of confidence when you're just like, I'm good. Like, whatever I do, I'm fine. So financially, like, I'll be struggling with my husband. I'm like, we're cool. And he's freaking out. And I was like, okay, let's walk through this. Worst case scenario. My parents live in Los Feliz, like in a big house in Los Feliz. Like mm-hmm. we can go stay in the guest room, right? Like, mm-hmm. are we are we gonna be on the street? No. Like worst case, we go sleep in Los Feliz. Like, mm-hmm. let's really think about this here. Like, what are we freaking out about? And I just think we're just way more secure, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Like, 
you're lucky as fuck and you're you're safe. You're good. Especially this podcast. <laughs> Especially you're <laughs> safe. But I feel that too. I feel like other people stress more than I do. Meaning about my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes just people like worry about you yeah. and it tries to like permeate mm-hmm. your little bubble. And maybe I'm like naive sometimes, but I always feel taken care of, even if like money's weird or opportunities are slipping there, but popping up here. I just always feel that too. But it's hard. I think hard for people to get quiet enough to listen. I think the noise of like, oh shit is so loud. Yeah. 100%. That's so fucking true. 100%. Yeah. yeah I love when you're talking about with the school and kids going to the school not being attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that I was trying, even this is dumb, but when we're on the way here, I'm like, you know what? If she goes to the other place, I will be crushed, but I can't be attached to like what I'm hoping will happen. You can either. ruin your car ride and sit there and be like mm-hmm. FML the entire way mm-hmm. and like stressed and holding mm-hmm. all that tension in your body, which will take weeks to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Or you can just be like, it's going to be all good, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool because yep. it will be. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, and it's not, and I love what you talked about worst case scenario. I think that's something that people should have as an exercise. I try and do that too. Like if you're freaking walk out about something, <laughs> walk me, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. So, okay. You sent a presentation late for work as an example. So what's the worst case scenario? You get fired, I guess. Like, and then what? And then what? And then you, you get another job. Yeah. You get another job. Your friends, so you might, your friends, like you better, know, exactly. Like, that might be a better fit or... Yep. And it's meant for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, so like going through that, I think is like so key too. I think also I get like when you said the word naive, like I get that a lot. Like when I... Not as much anymore because I mm. like have kids and a mm. husband. So people don't like fuck with me as much and like a job <laughs> and so like true. like philosophy. Like now I've hit over 30. So now they're like, oh, like You're she's legit. not naive. Like mm-hmm. she's like made of like unicorn dust. But nothing has changed. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's not naive. It's a choice mm-hmm. to be like, I see the world this way. I see my life this way. I see my existence this way. I am safe. I am taken care of. I can have whatever I want whenever I want it. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay too. It's just, it's a choice. You can drive yourself insane or you can enjoy your life. Who have been your teachers? Um, I practiced a lot with Baron Baptiste okay. for yoga. Mm-hmm. Tamal Dodge is a local, mm-hmm. adorable dude. You know him? Mm-hmm. He's um, a yoga instructor. Um, my friend, Rose of Sharon, she now is up in the Bay Area. She was one of my first yoga instructors. Um, Marianne Williamson. Mm. But later in my life, like I already like knew all this. Like when The Secret came out, like I've still never even seen The Secret or read it. Right. But like people are like, did you write that? Like really? And I'm like, yeah. I did. Like, whatever it is. Like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did. Straight face. And like, Mm -hmm. truth. Like, it's just do it. That's so crazy. Like, in college, my friends would be like, I'm making bracelets. What would Sophie do? Like, the like, what what I love that. What would Jesus do? Mm. I say that about one of my friends. I'm going to start thinking about Sophie. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... One of my friend, Jen. She's just the epitome of like... Making every decision that's the right decision. Yeah. And I don't always, make all the right decisions. I make a lot not of mistakes. the right, but just with the best intentions yeah. Yeah. holds the highest yeah. for people. And I always think, what would Jen do? Yeah. yeah. I make a lot yeah. of mistakes. Like with my company, like I've made so many mistakes. Like I've what? wasted so much yeah, money. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I brought on a business partner, partner when I had Kai as I freaked out. And I was like, I'm not, I can't do all this on my own. So I hired my assistant to be my full-time partner and gave her 50% of my company. Whoa. And I didn't know. Like 51% would have been way different 
if I would have just kept 51%, but I didn't. And it kicked me in the ass. We had a lot of fun for a few years and then it kicked me in the ass. And that's just what, what we talked about in the very beginning. Like I just have to fall and then I get it. I let my intern live with me for nine months. She was supposed to come for a two-month internship. She quit her real life after two months and was like, I'm staying here. And she was 20 and I felt responsible for her. And I was like, okay, then. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Well, like, And I loved her and she was like a part of the family at that point. And it's just such a lesson in boundaries for me. That's and- what I'm that's all it is. Like, that was my lesson. Okay, got it. Thank you, universe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it, it was bad. It got bad towards the end because it was like really intense, but it's also my lesson and the medicine is in that. Mm. And now I remember that when I start to like, oh, just come stay with us. Shit. For two days tops. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the contract. <laughs> Sign on the line. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I I feel the same way. You're not saying we for more than three days. Bye. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's funny. No, those are, I mean, I feel like we're in our, our first year. So we've learned a lot. I think we've like made so much progress. With our business. With like our, on the business, business side. Yeah. yeah. And we're in the process of like doing the legal stuff too. So yeah, I mean, making mistakes is like all part of the process, but it doesn't mean it's not frustrating. Yeah. You know, while you're doing it, but. You have to. That's the, I mean, like we said, that's the only way yeah. that you learn. Yeah. And I know you, I, I kind of want to go take it back. So at the beginning, so you and your husband got engaged when you were 19. How'd you guys meet? No, like, what's your met, story? Okay. So I moved to LA to live with my dad. Cool. And I went to Santa Monica College and like went to like the fast route to, to go to UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I transferred into UCLA as a junior and studied psychology and I was taking an undergrad neuroscience class and a D my husband went through a lot of crazy shit went to like jail was a drug dealer got caught broke his leg was like out dealing he also used meth when I met him he took this same neuroscience class because he got into P- to the PhD program after jail like his second life basically wow he got into UCLA against the odds, number one school for psychology in the world and for PhD programs, um, got into UCLA, wanted to do study drugs, drug addiction, neuroscience. So he took this undergrad neuroscience class and that's the class I was in. And he even swapped out lectures because it didn't work for one of his schedules. So he went, he wasn't supposed to be in my lecture. I came in right after him. He was already sitting down. There was only one seat left and I sat next to him and it's a really small little room. And the the lecture was hundreds of people. So we never would have probably found each other. But he was sitting, he's sitting down and I like started kind of flirting with him. And I was like, who are you texting? You're so rude. And he's like, my mom. And I was at the time with someone who was really abusive and had no relationship with his parents and de- definitely wouldn't have been like casually texting with his mom in class. So and you're like, loser. Yeah. <laughs> and well, no, I was like, <gasps> yeah. same as like the liberal thing. Like, <gasps> yeah. Breath like, of fresh air. Like texting with your mom, wearing a suit, taking a like, psychology neuroscience You don't abuse class. girls. You don't abuse, <laughs> you don't push me around. <laughs> and he, yeah, so that was kind of it. Like we start, we got into a study group together and it was just like, we both were telling everyone, like I found my person. And so wow. I broke up with my boyfriend that was living in my house from high school. Like he moved out from Maryland and was living in my mom and dad's house in Wait, what? Los Feliz. I know it's complicated, but mm. basically I couldn't shake him. Like I moved to LA to get away from him and then chickened out 
and was like, okay, come. So he moved his entire world out here. And then I went, got into UCLA and it was like my way of getting away from him again. And this time I was like, for reals. And then I met a D and of course I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't out of love with Keith, I would never have found a D and I would have never been, I would never have seen him. I would have been in my own little, mm-hmm. but I was so receptive mm-hmm. and open and ready for change. I was like, please. And like in the first class, I met a D and yeah, it's pretty, pretty profound. And What's Keith doing? Keith is, <laughs> has a baby mama. Yes. Uh- and he... My dad is a cinematographer and taught Keith how to film. Wow. So he's he's filming back at home. I mean, I'm sure he's like the star of Boonesboro, Maryland now. Like Hell he's, yeah. Yeah. Boonesboro. Like, that's where what's I went your, to high school. What's your um, mascot? Um, Boonies? The Warrior. Okay, which cool. Which is, I think, officially being changed because it's... Is it? Like Warrior. It's like inappropriate. Like Native American. Oh, know, like a Native American offensive. Warrior. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... I think I it's fine, but you know. But aren't there other Warriors? Like, isn't like a Warrior like a soldier? It could be. Yeah. But it's like, I think they're literal. Like, oh, yeah. like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like definitely like, not. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Headdress and all. Yeah. 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 So, so when did you get engaged? So then we, a few, like a year and a half later, we broke up because he came to my parents' house. I was living back in Los Feliz where the juice bar was after I graduated. And he came to me and just like, I have to tell you something. And I knew like earlier that day, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, I had just volunteered in Guatemala, finished school, was like exploring, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. And that really made him uncomfortable. And he comes from a family of doctors and like he had fucked his life up so royally that he was like on the right side of the street. Like I'm keeping my side. Like I can't be around people that are a mess. And I was like too much of a mess because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I came home from Guatemala and he's like, I need to talk to you. And he came over to my parents' house. We went walking in the hills and in Los Feliz. And he's just like, I cheated on you. And it's been going on for a while. He told me all the details. And I was like, by the end of the walk, we had gotten back to my parents' house. I'm like, you've given me no choice. I was like bawling. I was like, you've given me no choice. I have to break up with you. And he was like, yep, I figured. And that was it for almost a year, 10 months. Wow. And during that time, his dad got cancer. And just like, it was crazy. And... I was pretty much done. Like in my mind, I was like, okay, well, at the very least, I need to go out and like date other people because I've been with now two people in my entire life. And did you have any idea he was cheating? No. Hmm. And I think again, like it's it's part of that same like just trusting. And I think that that's where I get, get into trouble sometimes. But also, would have been better if I was like obsessively upset. Like I I thought our relationship was great. Like and I wasn't. It was. I wasn't like uh, checking on his texts mm. and going on his like mm-hmm. messengers and stuff, but you shouldn't have to do that. So yeah. So then about 10 months later, I went to Thailand on a trip with some dude that came into, talk about trust. This like 40 year old friend of mine was having like midlife crisis and like came to the juice bar, just telling about this trip to Thailand he was taking. Yeah. And he had like a shirt on that said vinyasa. And I was like... <laughs> Cool shirt. I like just started doing yoga. And yeah, I know what I, that is. Oh. <laughs> and he was, it wasn't like romantic at all. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you want to come? I was like, sure. He's like, just keep me healthy on the trip. I'm like, done. And I went to my parents and I was like, what do you think? I was like 20. Yeah, 21 at that time. They were like, trust your instincts. You know, you've got great instincts. And I think that's another thing. Like if someone's, if your parents are always like, 
Mm-hmm. Incur- like your intuition gets sharpened the more so you use important. it and trust it. And your own parents are like, yeah, go with this strange man, double your age to a third world country alone because I trust you. And I'm like, okay. And that gives me more trust for myself and it gives me tr- more trust for the world. And so, yeah, so I went, it was a really great experience. I actually ended up like kind of traveling alone for the first half and then met up with him. Um, but I thought about a D the whole time and we ran, we ran into each other right before I left for Thailand, coincidentally at a yoga class and we could like feel each other's presence. It was really creepy. And I, and then he was there and you like know he's going to be yeah, there. You're I like, could feel it. Yeah. I had never run into him in like the 10 months. And I, re- I could feel that he was there. I could feel the energy. So then I went on my trip. I was thinking about him the whole time. And then he wrote me while I was there. And he was like, this is so cheesy. But I saw this mug at Coffee Bean that said, what would you do if you could not fail? And he's like, I would fight to get you back. And I called him immediately from one of those like Wi-Fi, like internet cafes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's do this. We have a lot of work to do though. And he's like, I know. So we agreed to do therapy right away. I mean, I was 21. He was 20, like, 8, 29. And, like, from his end, he's like, this is the real deal. I've been in lots of relationships. You know it when you know it. I didn't know. Like, that's why that 10-month experience was really important for us to be apart. Because I didn't know. I didn't Mm. feel it in my bones. I had never been in in one abusive relationship for five years. And that was it, other than him. Um. Yeah, so we got back together knowing we were this was it, like we're gonna do this. Started seeing a therapist twice a week, head first, just in, we're in it. And we're doing everything right. And then after we got engaged, I found I was converting to Judaism for him. For him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm half Jewish, so my on my dad's side. So mm-hmm. the one that doesn't count because <laughs> it follows the mm-hmm. mom's yeah. lineage. Yeah, not even for him, but like for his family. Yeah, so we were on our way there, and I, like, had his phone and found some, like, inappropriate texts, like, sexting with some old acting out partner. And I was like, really? Like, what the fuck is going on? And so Mm -hmm. we get there. We're at, like, this temple, like, up at the top of fucking Mulholland. And he, like, gets down practically on his knees, and he's like, this is, like— it's kind of like drug addiction, but it's sex addiction. And like, there's meetings for this and la, 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 la. And I'm just like, I'm engaged. I'm 21. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm like, okay. And he's a smart man. Like he got himself out of drug addiction. He can drink moderately. He's, he is the smartest person I know. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's there. So I'm like, okay, you seem to have it figured out. You seem to know about these things. Go do that then. You go do that stuff. And I was like, go handle it. But I didn't, like, see that there was anything that I had to do with it or anything Mm. I should contribute Mm -hmm. or that it was an us thing. It was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, go get fixed. Like, Mm -hmm. go get your cast on your leg. Yeah, like, um, I'm like, yeah, bye. Mm -hmm. I didn't attract this, you know? Like, it was just kind of like, this is your shit. Feel that, feel that. Right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So then he started going to meetings, blah, 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 playing this, like, game. And he was half in it, for sure. But, like, it took both of us and... So then there was one other thing. Oh, then I found this whole online account. I was pregnant. We were married, pregnant with Kai. We had we were sober on our wedding night, like did not have sex because I was part of his protocol for him to heal from the sex addiction. Mm-hmm. So we did not have sex on our wedding night, which again, like it's one of those things you hear like fairy tale things like, yeah, and then you like the best night of your life. Like whatever. We had had sex a million times and had great 
sex. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. The wedding was amazing. His dad was there. I like, probably won't have sex in my it's wedding. It's nothing. Night. I was tired. I was like, get you on. You know with what me. I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm we're gonna good. Be tired the rest of our life. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Or like, you party with all your friends, and like, it's not about hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. We can do that tomorrow night because yeah. we already live together. <laughs> yeah. Not the fifties. Call it a night. <laughs> It's not the 50s, literally. I'm like, I'm taking off my chastity belt. Tonight is the night. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we've been through so much. And and she were building back, building back. And then this was, like, the third and final thing. And I found this whole secret online life of just, like, a fake email address. And, like, I was just, like, digging and digging and digging and digging and digging and found it all. And that's so not me. I'm not the type of person that needs yeah. to dig and, like, is curious about these things. And once I don't. I just want to believe that everything's good. I'm doing what I need to do. You do what you need to do. And yeah, so it was like called Ashley Madison. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley Madison. Didn't it get shut down? Yeah, uh-huh. it did. And he had an account on there and he had not actually cheated physically, but like emotionally, like I'd be in the shower and he'd be like, what's up, girl? So yeah. Isn't so, that crazy? Because then you're literally like, okay, so this happened Tuesday, 4, right. 15 p.m. Yeah. I was making coffee. Yeah. He was sitting at the computer, that motherfucker. Yeah. You like play back yeah, yeah, every yeah. situation mm-hmm. where you were. It's yeah. like the worst. Yeah. And you're like, that bastard. We just made out. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, like, the that worst. was the first time we had sex in two months. Yeah. Like, really? That's, yeah. And you like five minutes before, like, that's what got you hot? Uh-huh. Like, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know? Like, it's crazy. I mean, I don't even remember who that girl is that like went through all of that. Mm. I remember being cracked the fuck out all night long with like his laptop, like in the in the living room, just like searching, like searching and searching, looking for something, you know. And if you look, you're gonna find. It's like an addiction. It be it became. I was in a relationship with cheating and like would find other stuff, and it's like. It's like a dog with a bone. Like mm-hmm. you find one thing, you're rewarded. You get that dopamine. You're like, fuck, find another thing. I go to the phone again, find another thing. Go to here, find another thing. Go to here, find another thing. And you can't stop. It's crazy making. Crazy making. It's crazy making. And then and then I'm perpetuating it. So I I remember like I can see myself as that person, but I don't remember what it felt like. And that was, I was pregnant with Kai. So eight years ago. And then, then it was just like, I took my ring off. I was like, you are a piece of fucking shit. Like, who are you? I'm making our child. I like Googled abortions. Literally, I was like, is it too late to get an abortion? Like, and I secretly was hoping that it was too late, but also was like, I'm going to Google the shit right in front of you and like read it out loud. And yeah, it was just crazy. And then we went, he went through an outpatient sex addiction protocol and that was amazing. And he met there, an intern there, who's now been our therapist for eight years. And he was his therapist one-on-one for a while. And then he was so amazing that I was like, I want to go in there with you. And like, I want to hear the things he's saying. I want to be there. This sounds mm-hmm. like he's really amazing. And luckily the guy was like, okay, you can bring her in. So I went in a couple times and then he became our couple's therapist. He stopped seeing him one-on-one. And he, we still go in for like oil checkups, whatever, oil changes. Um, but he's amazing. We've turned a lot of our couple of friends onto them, including my own stepmom and my dad have seen him. And he's, he just, he's amazing. When you find the right therapist and the right person that can really resonate and make changes in your life. And we also started going to, uh, couples meetings. It's called RCA. It's like recovering. It's like an A meeting, but for couples that want to be together and stay together that have been through sex addiction or love addiction. And so we've done that every Sunday for eight years. 
Like wow. I waddled in there nine months pregnant. I remember the phone call truly like it was yesterday with one of the women from there. Like I was driving down Sunset, super pregnant, like belly on the steering wheel mm. and she, like feeling gross and feeling like, uh, you know, everything. Like it's bad enough being nine months pregnant, truly. Like no one, whoever, you're a liar if you say otherwise. And then on top of it, my husband couldn't have sex with me, didn't want to have sex with me because he was so shamed, so embarrassed, so disgusted with himself that he didn't want to touch me because then, like, because he was a piece of shit. So, like, this horrible cycle. And then we were terrified of each other. Like, once, like, a few months after I had Kai, like, we didn't know, even know how to have sex or be intimate because it had been so long. So we had to start back at square one, like have these little intimacy exercises. And so we've completely been through so many different phases of our relationship. Mm. And over the last eight years between like these couples that are just amazing and the most inspiring humans ever, they have been there for us like family. And then also just really like being honest about my experience and not being ashamed of talking about it out loud and telling my mom and telling, you know, and Adi had to be okay with that. Like he, I'm like, this is part of my processing is that Mm -hmm. I have to talk about it and be honest. I'm not going to show up like dry my tears and put on a happy face for the people in my life. It's, you know, there's two choices. Like the people that have miscarriages, you either don't tell everyone you love that you're pregnant in case you're going to get a miscarriage or you're someone like me that's like, hey, I'm pregnant everyone because I'm going to need you when I mm-hmm. when I miscarry. And I'm going to tell you and I'm going to come in screaming or crying and I'm not going to be able to lie about it and, or hide it. So yeah, so that was my experience with him and that was terrible. It was the worst. I don't wish that upon like my worst enemy. It's the most convoluted, weird addiction in the whole world. And yeah, but we are on the other side now and it's, it was a blessing and it really was like the best thing that could have happened to us. I wish it didn't have to happen like that, but it, but we are so close now and we have the most kick-ass relationship now. It's like the hottest, most amazing, exploratory, trusting, Mm -hmm. like fun. It's amazing. And it, I, I needed that. I needed to go to like those depths because I was prudish. I was afraid. I was Mm. like, you know, I attract addicts. I attract narcissists. I like, there are certain things about me that I needed to look at. And I didn't realize that the first two times I was like, okay, go figure out your shit. And then when I stepped into it and like, nine months pregnant, had that conversation with the woman from the RCA meeting. It was like, okay, like, this is us. And like hearing the other men talk in the meeting and like bear their souls and like where they're coming from, I could really hear them. And like hearing the other women and being able to relate to them, be like, wow, like, this is a real thing, you know? And people, I mean, people don't even know. People think sex addiction is either like, child molesters or like, I don't even know, mm-hmm. like sleep with prostitutes every night. Mm-hmm. Like they, I don't think people really get it. Like he cheated on me one time with a physical human being. That's it. And he was considered a sex addict. I mean, on the lower end of the spectrum of sex addict, but still like mm-hmm. he had a compulsive urge to reach out to someone that wasn't safe for thing aspects in his relationship, like things that created destructive qualities in his life when he drank or even when he didn't drink he would do it it was just a casual thing and it was he compartmentalized so well that he didn't even realize that like the online stuff was a big deal to him he's like 
it's like it's just online. Like it's just a thing I've done forever. I've like chatted on these G chat and like MySpace chats and like all these things that like I think people, especially men, but I think women too, like you go through habits in your life and like it's like the secret world. The online world is just the secret. Like you don't know who I was Googling last night. You don't know who I was like going down the rabbit hole on Instagram looking. It becomes this like toxic secret world. And I think that was at the beginning of its time, you know, like what he did isn't that different from like going through the rabbit hole of like, I don't know if, if Playboy has an Instagram, but if they do like that, like, Mm -hmm. and what's on every swimsuit, you know, it's, I don't think it's that different, but I think you need to be aware of yourself and check yourself. Like I know, like after I've gone through a night, a bad night of like going through the rabbit hole, I feel like I just did drugs. I feel like I just drink mm. too much. And the next day I have a hangover and I'm like, I feel like fucking shit right now. I definitely feel like that, especially with blogging. Like I remember I was like doing, I was helping someone with their blog stuff and we were like, she's like looking at inspo, you know, looking at inspo quotes. And I'm just like with her for like an hour looking at inspo and I'm just I'm like depressed when yeah. I leave. I'm not depressed. That's traumatic, but I'm no. I don't feel good. Yeah, depleted. I'm, yeah, I'm depleted. I'm like, yo, like I I don't get inspiration from this. Like, literally zero offense to anyone else. Yeah, like there are people that inspire me, but like looking at my life and what I'm doing, and then looking at other people's and trying to pull from other people's to fill what I'm doing up doesn't Mm-mm. make me feel good. Mm-mm. You know. So yeah, I completely feel you on that one. Yeah. Thanks for being so honest. That yeah, you fucking like, you're inspiring me to like I just live my life. Well, I think it's just so hard, especially with things that go on in a relationship, to be super honest about yep. it. Um, so also I'm I mean, you mentioned earlier you were talking about you and your husband doing maybe a podcast, which is amazing. Oh my god, you should. Yeah. Just to the piece, I mean, it was it like struck me when you said you go do the the couples support group uh-huh. type thing which I think is amazing. Like, so how in every aspect of your life, like especially business too and being an entrepreneur, like how have you like been able to like lean on a community like in that way to, you know, obviously gain the success that you have today. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the community piece is like really something that struck me. Because I think if you share your story and you're so honest and... I don't know, it can only bring you like more abundance yeah. and mm-hmm. like openness. Yeah. So how I, did that translate in your career? I mean, community is everything to me. Yeah. Like when people are like, oh my God, how did you grow your Instagram? I'm like, I collaborate with everyone I know mm-hmm. and I support my friends and I support the women in my life and I never stop. That's it. Exactly. That's it. You just collaborate. Just mm-hmm. constantly like lifting each other. Like I am all about other people and like lifting them and finding how we can create magic together and seeing what we create energetically when we come together. And I think that's the secret to all of it. When my parents divorced when I was eight, my mom handed me a journal, like a little composition, one of those black and white composition notebooks and a pen. Mm. She was like, it's really important to journal. It's like, you should write out your feelings. And I started to, like, I miss my dad. I, you know, like over and over again, like, Mm. I wish my daddy were here. Like, and I, I still have a lot of those journals and it it is my process. I write out my feelings and then it doesn't hurt as bad or it doesn't mm-hmm. sting or I'm not as mad. You know, if I get into a fight with a D and I'm in a good grounded place, I'll go to my notes and I'll journal about it. Like he's fucking dick because of these reasons. And then when I go to him, I can have a conversation and it's mm-hmm. not so charged. 
Um, so I think writing is huge for me. Having a community that I trust is huge. I definitely go through phases where I filter out the people that I know shouldn't be there. When mm-hmm. I start getting like when my net gets too wide, I'll be like, I'll post something super political or I don't know, something just like about my husband and I, like a lot of people don't want to hear that shit. They Why? don't want to hear. I mean, or what once you- a cheater, always a cheater, like just small minded bullshit, fear. Mm-hmm. fear, like stuff it brings up in them, you know, and it's just bye. Like, yeah. I, I don't want that vibration anywhere near me. I don't want you following me. I don't want you liking my shit. I don't want you commenting um, or I'll post like, I don't know myself eating something that's not vegan and then people get really mad because I came from like a raw vegan community mm-hmm. to start with. Do people so then, say stuff? I was oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But not as much anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the vegan community has calmed down. I think they've calmed down a, a little lot. bit, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. And I've been out of that world for seven years now. Um, I stopped being vegan seven years ago. So I feel like when you first get out of some, like a community, then they're like pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind that it's not about them. It's about me. But yeah, so I feel like I go through phases where I like try and just filter people out. Like during the election time, I lost 5,000 followers because I was so anti-Trump. And I, I mean, in not even like a huge way. I just was like, yeah. I mean, What I, were like, you doing? Went, I went stories to a mar- and stuff? Or? Yeah, like I like would be talking about it on my stories. I posted, I went with my kids and my husband to the march, to like two of the rallies. The women's march? The women's and the anti- the glo- Or the environment one? Yeah, the one in, no, I think it was right before mm-hmm. climate. It was anti, it was just anti Trump. Mm-hmm. It was just like anti Trump. And it was right before the election. And uh, I brought my kids and people flipped the fuck out. Why? Like, there was a sign, like my kids were holding a sign on our shoulders and loving it. They were like, si se puede, si se puede, like cheering along with the, Love che- like loved it, loved it. And they've asked the best questions and like, Every question they asked, I was like, this is why I brought them here. Like, it's so awesome to just grow up in that environment and be conscious of what's going on out there. Like, why Why are they sitting over? Why are they? Like, all the questions. And it, it's just so beautiful. Like, that's that's truly living and not living under a rock and, like, talking shit about whatever. Or not not including your children. You know, oh, a yeah. lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah. It's yeah. like, they're young. They don't get it. Yeah. You know, they don't really like include them in on the conversation. And that's fine. I think in, intuitively as a mother, you know, and if you're like, my kid's not, some kids aren't ready for that. And I think that that's cool too. But I think people who, not parents, people who decide to not take a stance and not participate, suck. I've been hearing that a lot lately, and I think that's like a message yeah. for me. Yeah, you have to like say you have to care. Yeah, and instead they're like, "You're a horrible mom." Like, who brings their kids? And like, really? So it was great because I got rid of so many of those types of people. Mm. Like, I had no idea I even had that many like Republican right wing yeah. people in my life. I'm like, wow, like you guys are really dumb. Like, you really think that? What are you doing following me? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, it, it's been so long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like cats out of the bag, I guess. Left or then left. Yeah, like took this long. (laughs) You have like picture of you with like no shoes on and your kids like breastfeeding every day. Every day. Literally. Like every day. Like uh, you're surprised. Yeah, like, wait. 
<laughs> Yo, that Instagram game, I can't. Yeah. So yeah. how do you like growing your community? You collaborate and you like work so much with people. How do you not feel depleted? I mean, I take a lot of time for myself. What does that look like? I, I shut down every night, like nine o'clock. Phones are on airplane mode. Like we're really good about keeping each other on track with that because we're both entrepreneurs. It's just like really crazy. Yeah, I mean, we we fill each other up in that way. We go off the grid. Like once a month, we'll do a staycation or kick the kids out like to my parents' house or my sisters or get a babysitter and like mm. we'll stay at home and invite friends over and like party our faces off. And I love that. Yeah, and just like phones off. Everyone, you know, put the phones in the middle and it's just really nice to disconnect from the world and know and reconnect to yourself. And, you know, I, I mean, I every time I go to my yoga mat, I'm like mm. phone, it's very religious for me. Like I like put my phone away, like phone on airplane, like, I wait to turn it on till after, like 20 minutes after. Like I really like try and create sacred space. I take time in the morning with my kids. Like it, it's a good balance, you know? It's really, it's taken a long time to get here because there's been times, like even, what month is it? August. So when I, I think like- It's mm-hmm. August, okay. yeah. Thanks. I can't believe it. LA time. <laughs> like, I'm like, I wake up some mornings, I'm like, is it, are we heading into winter? Yeah, it yeah. Really Summer, I don't, I don't know, know, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like had severe anxiety, like for the first time in my life, I had like panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just taking on like a, way mm-hmm. too much and money was stressful. We moved back to the city and our rent was almost triple and it was just like a lot of stress. And so I started, it showed up in my body and then that was just like a sign. And it took like two months and I just started to take care of myself again. And now- Showed up in your body is what? Just anxiety and, mm. and oh, like yeah. severe panic attacks. Like I could not function. And I just, there wasn't enough space to just heal and bounce back. And it just was too much. And it, I mean, it's easy. It's fun. Everything's fun in LA. Like I want to do everything. Because I'm supposed to go to an event after this. I'm like, oh, hell no. What event? <laughs> it's like something at the Sky Bar. Oh like a, or no, oh, anything at Montreal? You got to prepare. When yeah. You, it's at a hotel. It's like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. it's a pool, but and just like. Yeah, there's light bites. Yeah. Like <laughs> light can't. bites and a DJ spinning the latest hits. Ugh. But you got to wear heels, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, like, these are my heels. I love those. These are my I'm dress shoes. With those. <laughs> the only thing. I, you can't get me to do anything that has an invite that's past 830. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I won't be no there. No way. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Every time. Nope. Like, sounds like <laughs> sucking my thumb in bed. <laughs> what have um, what have your children taught you, or how have they inspired mm. you? I mean, just every day on a very basic sense, just how pure things can be, like how pure and simple things are mm. and can be. And anytime that I start to get frazzled, if I just put my phone down and just look at them and what they care about and what they're talking about and using their imaginations and like nothing else matters. Mm. Then another kind of shitty time was when I just had Leo, my second, and he was like in my little pouch and I'm at the park and Leo, Kai had just turned two. So both basically babies and, you know, emails and emails and emails and all these things I'd been neglecting because he was just born. And I just was like, none of this matters. All that matters is that they're healthy, loved, and safe. Nothing else matters. And they're all those things. And 
I'm doing a rad job if those things are good. If they're happy and healthy and safe and loved, like I'm, I'm winning. And then the other stuff is extra credit. And that lasted for a long time. Like, oh, the other stuff's extra credit. If I get to my emails today or this week or this month, great. And I think there's a period where that kind of fades. Like when the kid's like six months old, people are like, really? You still haven't responded to my email? But you really do have like a get out of jail free car for the first several months of having a baby, especially when you have two or whatever. Like you make up your own rules. So if you're like, I'm off the grid, then you are. And if you're like, I'm going to answer four emails today, then do that. Nobody knows. No one's watching you. Mm -hmm. So I think we put a lot more pressure on ourselves than we need to mm-hmm. completely. Like it's, so they've taught me that. I mean, those are the the biggest things. It's just like life's too short. And like they're, I can't believe they're almost five and seven. Like it's really painful. Like my husband and I are like shooting ourselves in the face. Like it's so bad. Like we're <laughs> like, imagine. what do we do? Five and seven's fun. That's so fun. Kai, though. Kai's, Kai's, so fun. Kai's an adult. I was going to say seven is like an adult. He wakes up. He makes himself breakfast. What does he make? <sighs> like Probably a bowl something of cereal, amazing. Like waffle, but he wants to go on MasterChef. So he's like, oh MasterChef Junior. Sorry. Yeah. MasterChef oh, Junior. Yeah. Which and he is will. at age eight. And he's like making all these dishes now. Like he knows how to make shakshuka. He knows how to make, you know, the Israeli dish. Yes. It's like the tomato sauce. Yes. And you dip the pita. Yeah. <sighs> So Wait, cute. You got to get him on Master. I know he's got. He's he gonna will. get himself on Master. I'm will. not doing anything. He pulls he out will. my recipe book and he's like, goes to the pantry and like can read and he reads to all his friends in class because in Waldorf wow. you don't learn how to read until first grade and he's like known how to read since he was four. He just is like such a good, amazing soul. He's like he's 83 though. He's 83. So wow. like he wears his pants up high and like he's such a good guy and like he's who you should be, like yeah. who we all want to be. He's so He's sweet. like the nice guy. Yeah. And then Leo's like the opposite. The crazy one. <laughs> he's psycho. <laughs> and he's like, like the life of the party. We went like a couple, uh, we went during Coachella time to Palm Springs. It was like at this mom event. And then I went to Spiritual Gangster, was having a party mm-hmm. at Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. And like, they couldn't be bothered with taking yoga with us. And they are both really good swimmers because we've had a pool since they were little. And so we, my husband just asked the lifeguard if Leo, who was four, could just hang out if he would just watch him. And I figured he would say no. And he said yes. Two hours later, we come down. Leo is surrounded by like 30-year-old men chilling. Like the life. They're all like, what's up, Leo's mom? He's amazing. Like, Thanks for letting us hang with him. And legit, they were hanging with him. And like everyone, like he'd walk oh around the pool at the Ace Hotel. Like he's like smoking what's a up, cigar. Leo? Yeah. He's like, "Sup, mom? Yeah, what's up, Leo? Like everyone at the pool at the Ace Hotel. Wow, shut up. Like I want to be you. He's yeah. he is our spirit well, you animal. Be your kids. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's them. So true. And in different ways, like such different ways. Like Leo can be such an asshole, but we I like have to turn my face and laugh because yeah. he's hilarious. <laughs> he's like Vince Vaughn. Like you're like. Vince Vaughn funny. And then Kai is just like the Buddha. Yeah. You're like, shit. Isn't one of them eat meat and the other doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Kai, of course, the Buddha. Kai doesn't yeah, eat meat. Yeah, he's like vegan. No. And I we introduced all foods to both of them. And uh, <laughs> tonight I left and Kai had made, Kai made mac and cheese for everyone with like peas. But didn't eat and it. And then, no, Kai <laughs> ate that. And then Leo made himself chicken nuggets. 
Like they just. Oh like, my god, I love that. He's one. like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what am I eating in those grains? Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna eat this nugget. Meat. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. So cute. <laughs> I want to talk about some of your posts that really inspired me um, are related to like food mm-hmm. and like your relationship with food. Can you talk about like your food journey and yeah. like how you feel? I love I loved the one you did recently with about the ice cream. Oh, yeah. No, no shame. Yeah. I think now I am 33. I've been on this journey. I mean, I didn't really know about food. Like I didn't, when I lived in Boonesboro, like I didn't even know what Weekly was. I was very, again, just so naive and like, why? What did you why? eat in Boonesboro? Whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. I was like a cheerleader. I was com- competed. I played soccer. Like, you just play and you're a kid and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, my whole thing now is getting back to that place of like, move your body every day, enjoy what you're eating, and everything's cool. And it really is. It really is. If you come back to like looking at that ice cream cone or that donut, like, oh my God, I want that so bad. Okay, I'm going to give it to myself and I'm going to enjoy it. Instead of the whole time you're eating, like I'm such a fat fuck. I'm never going to fit in those jeans. I'm not, what the fuck is wrong with me? Great. Now you're killing yourself and now you're creating all that stress in your body. Mm. Those hormones are released. You're completely doing the opposite of what you want. Like don't eat it then. Or if you are going to eat it, enjoy it and savor it and let it really like feel good and I mean, it's that basic to like go back to being a kid, like move your body every day, sweat, move, drink water when you're thirsty. Like my kids come in from playing and they're like, like sweaty, they just guggling water. They know, you know what you need. And sometimes you need to move your body more and sometimes you need to listen to your body and not. And sometimes you need to eat like a lot. And other days you're like, I'll just have some soup. You know, it's like, it's so much simpler And I think for so long, from basically when I moved to LA, of course, um, 18 to like 22 or 23, I guess until I was vegan. Because I think vegan was a way of me, not on purpose, but it became a way of me to control what Mm -hmm. I was putting in my body. So I'm like, oh, I can't eat any of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, dairy. Oh, no. um, I can't. Oh, I can eat that. Yeah. One carrot. for me. The carrots for me. Yeah. (laughs) So it became a way to control. And I... It's so toxic. Mm. And now I can like spot people for like, and it's so sad. Like when I, like I got leaving with my friends and some of them will be like staring at the menu for five hours and then like staring, like scared, like scared to death. Scared. I know I've scared seen that. Scared to death. Or they're scared. They're I've scared. seen that. They're straight scared of a piece it's of pita. crazy. And I was that person. So I see it, you know? Yeah, or they're like, I don't know what I'm going to get. What are you going to get? Do you want to just share the salad? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. What are you going to get? And I mean, I'm not even actually that hungry. Yeah, I actually just ate. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> actually, I'm going to leave them. I'm going to hit the road, ballet. <laughs> you're like, it's, oh. And it's so sad. I was that girl. And it like, it's just, you're, you're putting yourself through so much pain and it's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just want that girl to know, like, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be fear-based. It can be filled with so much love if you just listen to your intuition. Like, you know. And you need to stop reading those fucking diet books. You need to stop reading what's trendy. You need to stop going on the websites and stop going to Instagram for, like, a month. Seriously. And you're going to be okay. You're going to survive. Because it'll all still be there and it'll be the exact same. Nothing's changing. Shut it down. And your, your 
body will tell you what it needs when it needs it and you're good. And you don't need to fit yourself into a box. You don't need to be macrobiotic. You don't need to be raw vegan. You don't need to be paleo. You just need to eat the food that feels good to your body. And you're going to know. You're going to know if it doesn't feel good. Because five seconds later, you're going to be bloated. Five seconds later, you know, you your body will tell you. But you can't even hear your own body because mm-hmm. you're listening to everybody else. And it's just crazy town. Like, don't eat that too much sugar. Don't eat fruit. It's the devil. Don't eat gluten. Yeah, fruit's so bad right now. I love fruit. I'm so pro-fruit. People are hilarious, man. I am like bananas. It's like people are worried about eating strawberries. It's like- I'm like bananas BFF. I know. Me and bananas. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a fruit, I'd be a banana. (laughs) Well, it's like people are like worried about strawberries and they're taking fucking Xanax every morning. It's like, yo, why don't we like not worry about the fruit right now? I'm worried about like the real Mm. fucking problems that are going on with you. Yeah, like go to Compton and uh, look around. That, I mean, that is like, yeah. Well, that's what I say when I when I talk to my clients. I talk to some. I don't really like doing coaching that much anymore. But when I do, I don't. I do no more than three sessions mm. because you either found your intuition or you didn't, and you see. I mean, there are a lot of fucked up people out there from nutritionists. I have people that come to me after they go to these nutritionists because these nutritionists are saying, "Don't eat that! Don't eat that! Don't eat that!" So yeah. And it's making them obsessive when they weren't mm. even coming to them for obsessive things. They're like, just wanting to lose a couple pounds. And this person makes them crazy because they're like, mm, that's the devil. Nope, don't eat that. Don't eat that. And like only one fourth cup of, mm-hmm. dude, like that's way too much thinking. Mm-hmm. It's all good. We're so lucky to have this abundance of food whenever we want it at any moment. That's all chill. Let's just eat when we're hungry and listen to our bodies. <sighs> so true. This is crazy. Yeah. I wish we had another hour. Well, you're going to come on again. Yeah. Just sleep here. Literally. Yeah, let's sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't even know. I want to like go so into lucky. philosophy, but I feel I mean, so we're going to fucking blast our, our listeners. With <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yeah. I feel so it. lucky. Yeah. I'm very lucky that you're here. What are you excited about? Yeah. This next year. So a D and I are starting a podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah. Called Ignited. Fuck yeah. I-G-N-T-D. And yeah, it's where, I mean, it's going to be a revolution. It's not just the podcast. Ignited is going to be retreats. It's going to be workshops. It's going to be, it's ignited men, ignited women, ignited couples. It's just wow. a lot of truth telling, a lot of like getting outside of your, your comfort pur- zone. It's purpose. And, yeah. It's purpose. Yeah. 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 It's igniting. It's like being alive. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Be alive. Stop. I love that. Yeah. When is it going to be? He's out? insane. Like, you, is he? Yeah. He's like better than me, I have to say. Like, at what? How? Just, like, he's just even more exciting because he's just like, what? Like, I feel like you expect more of this from a woman, but then uh-huh. like a man's being this way. Yeah. I love that. And it's in his own true way. You know, like mm. he, would, he would never talk about Mercury retrograde, but like for mm. him, mm. he's got his versions of that. And, mm. He did a TED Talk on shame. You guys should watch it. Okay. Yeah, amazing. Put it in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He did a TED Talk on shame. And it's, he was just basically saying like shame casual. is casual. He was like, the shame is more powerful than the addiction itself, which is possibly very true in lots of ways. Wow. Like think about food. Like the shame the shame is is doing worse things to your body and brain than that ice cream ever would. Oh, yeah. 
It's crazy. So, I mean, we're just, we fire each other up. Makes me so happy, like your journey. It's really Mm -hmm. cool. Because a lot of people give up. I'm so glad I didn't dump him. You know? A lot of yeah. people give up. I always yeah. say that now. I'm always like, yo, I you could forget. I always think that. I'm like, yeah. Like when people are like, oh, if he cheats, like, yeah, I'd probably burn the house down. But like, I'd forgive. Yeah. I mean, also, now we have that. You build off of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he knows mm-hmm. where not to like fuck with me. And mm-hmm. also, we've just been there. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to go there with the next person. If you guys break up because you leave him or because he leaves you— you're gonna. It's Pick gonna up show where you up. Last, yeah. Left off. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna show mm, up in the next so relationship. True. So true. It's just gonna. It's just gonna keep resurfacing until you work it out. So may as well just stick with one person if the person's great enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> like if they can that. stand yeah. you enough to like, like we just got back from a month long vacation together. I know. I wanted to talk about that. Too. He was like, "How are we still like friends?" I'm like, "I know." <sighs> And it's true. Like, I love you, dude. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's amazing Like that we're still like holding hands at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. yeah, we fought, duh. But like, we love each other. And we like, wow. can't, like he, we just went away for 24 hours. And mm-hmm. I was like talking to him on the way here. Like, why are we chatting? Like, we love each other, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's amazing. But we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been here without all of that. Yeah. Like when you, it's cool because when you decide like you're my person, like whatever you have, I have, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. like whatever lesson you're going to teach me, I'm going to accept. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whatever lesson you're going to teach me, whatever you throw me, whatever you went through as a child, yeah. I'm going to help you with that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to kill that yeah. shit mm-hmm. and we're going to heal from it mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It's just, he, like one last thing I was, we were like standing in the ocean and not the ocean, I've been corrected, in the sea in Israel. And I, one of the times I was journaling, like, fucking asshole. And I went to him and I was like, look, where we lack in intimacy, we are like 10 times better in terms of like the way that we support each other. Like, I'm not even mad that we don't have sex three times a week because I feel... I don't want to have sex or time. No, I don't either. But I feel like I'm supposed to sometimes. Oh so God. I'm like... Yeah, because Cosmo's you know. like, every night, please him. Like, use whipped cream and check it out. That's how you know. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, one time a week. <laughs> one time a week, exactly. And that's what we do and it's great. Yo, like, I don't want three times sloppy, <laughs> like, shitty sex or one time good ass sex. Yeah. That's what it's I'll take. It's so much better when so you wait. So much better. Yeah. So I was like, where we lack, but I mean, it's more than just sex. I'm just kind yeah. of, obviously it's like, he doesn't like look into my eyes and like, we're Aww, just so busy. Girls, we're yeah. so, bi- we're so into our shit. We're yeah. so excited about what we're doing. And like, he feels like he's been given a second chance. He, yeah. he is living every day. Like he wakes up and he's like, all right, got to take over the world. Like he, it's oozing out of him. Like I'm inspired, but not like that. I'm like, I need 10 more minutes. He's like ready to Mm. save the planet and help people. And he has, he's helped huge amounts of people. But I feel like intimacy wise, like we, you know, there's not, there's only so much time in the day. And if we're putting so much time into ourselves, into our kids, then it's going to lack somewhere. But I love, and I appreciate our intimacy because we've got this other layer, which is like, we are each other's cheerleader, best friend. 
anything business-wise, he's on the call with me. He's not even related to philosophy anymore. He was there in the very beginning, but like he's on that call and he's like got my back. And I see, see him on any emails where it's just like all of it, all of it. And we're like, we hold each other in those ways. And I just feel like, I don't know any other husband and wives that have each other in that kind of a way. Like people support each, each one another, but like he's my person. And now we're starting this other thing. And it's like that, I'll take that any day, you know? I think a lot of people don't don't know the shadow of their person. Yeah. You know, and that's when you truly know the person is when you know the shadow side. And yourself. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. the shadow side of both yourself and they see the shadow in you and you see the shadow in them and you still love them. I like only in the last two years, I've really like learned my own shadows Mm -hmm. and that there's beauty in that and there's medicine in that. And- I have healed in so many ways in the last two years. I am a whole different person than I was Mm. two years ago. Like, so different. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Because I, like, we went through another gnarly thing, which will be Mm. episode two with you Literally. Teaser. (laughs) Teaser. Um, How can our listeners connect with you? (laughs) Where can they follow you if they're anti-Trump? If they're super, Uh, super left wing. (laughs) I'm a left wing ladies. (laughs) I feel like I'm probably more political. On, no, I'm evenly distributed. So Sophie.jaffe is my Instagram. Philosophy Mama on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And then Philosophy Love for our company account. And then we have a blog, which I write for, um, thephilosophy.com. And that's also our store where you can get our mm-hmm. products, our superfood goodies, our magic. Yo, they're amazing. amazing. Uh, amazing. Love the cacao magic. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. I like the new berry. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Okay, guys, this was amazing. I feel so lucky. I'm so, I feel so lucky. Yeah. I feel really lucky. Do you feel Thank high? You. Yeah, I feel I high do. and hot. Yeah, I'm really hot. <laughs> um, and hot. <laughs> I'm high and I'm hot and I'm a little sweaty. Oh. I've been wearing, this is my nighttime That's t-shirt. It's been a good one, you know? Yeah, when we get sweaty. Um, we love you guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. It means so much. Um, and thank you for donating to the Patreon page. You are the best. Love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed that episode, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. A few thank yous before we close out this week's episode. Thank you to podcastmasters.net for editing our episodes and for being so easy to work with. Uh, We love you guys. Check them out, podcastmasters.net. Also, shout out to Chloe Money, our producer. She is one that is always just like three steps ahead of us, truly. And we love you and our constantly inspired by your creativity and drive. So thank you for being a part of the team. We'd love to shout out our friend, Tiffany. You know who you are. She has been working behind the scenes to bring on more amazing guests, get more partnerships, and just build the Almost 30 community and get us in more places in front of more people and in more of your ears. So thank you so much, Tiff. And we'd also just like to thank Almost 30 Nation. Duh. Like you guys are why we do this and you guys help keep this show running. Um, Your ideas, uh, your input is everything to us. So please 
write into us, DM us, join our secret Facebook group. We are listening to everything. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you'd like to support on a monthly basis, uh, you can join patreon.com slash almost 30. Donate a few bucks every month to get some rad perks, including our almost 30 dad hat. Uh, so you'll get that as a patron or you can go onto our website, almost30podcast.com and order your dad hat. It's super chill. I wear it everywhere. I should wash it. All right, guys, we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye.